Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. And today is an episode that nobody wants to miss. And it is because it goes through the way we talk ourselves into sabotage, the way we talk ourselves into going off course when we don't really want to. And I see this every single day with my clients. And it's something that I personally really struggled with for years and years and years. And let's call a spade a spade if we can. Self-sabotage is a real threat to your goals. 99% of the time, people don't reach their goals, not because of some outside influence, but because of their own selves. And that is so frustrating, especially because most of us aren't even aware of all of the ways we self-sabotage or why or how. And we tend to feel really crappy when we set goals and fail to meet them, especially when the goals are important to us, like really important to our happiness, to our confidence, to our sense of well-being, and even more frustrating when we just don't understand why we continue to hold ourselves back. I talk to so many people who say, I want this so bad. I just don't know why I can't do it. I'm so frustrated and we aren't even aware of what is going on. It happens so quickly or so subconsciously that we're not able to investigate the behavior to change it. And the other day, I put up a quiz on primalpotential.com about discovering what holds you back, right? What is getting in your way? And most of the time, it's you, right? And that's what I want to talk about today. What I learned from that quiz about the arguments and the lies people tell themselves, most often subconsciously, I want to help you figure that out. And I'll be honest, this is going to be a big focus here on the podcast over the next few weeks. And I actually need something from you in order to be successful in doing this. I want you to be engaged with me in this. After you listen to today's episode, if you still feel like you have questions or you're stuck, email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com and let me know what's going on so that I can make sure as I'm putting together content and tools and strategies and tips for this topic of kind of getting out of your own way, I want to make sure they're what you need and they address where you feel stuck and what you're struggling with. Now, speaking of tools, I think it's really great to provide information on this podcast, and that's what I do, and it's totally free, and I love that. But then there's that gap, right? The gap between, ooh, that was really good, and I now understand something, but that gap between understanding and knowing and actually implementing something in your life to change your behavior. 
So I want to be more committed to giving you tools that help you implement, not just giving you information that gives you ideas or makes you see things in a different way, but actually tools and strategies that help you implement this information so that you can change. Because many of us, and I've been guilty of this too, we fall into this trap of consuming a lot of information then it not really changing our behavior and we feel really motivated and inspired but motivation and inspiration and knowledge don't mean anything if they don't change your behavior so i put together a worksheet and a checklist totally free to go along with this episode to help you begin to understand the ways you self-sabotage and then change the behavior right we're going to talk through the worksheet and the checklist in this episode So I would love for you to get your hands on it beforehand, but if you can't, if you're driving and you can't get it right now or you've got something else going on, please make sure to get it afterwards because this information doesn't mean anything if you do not apply it to your own behavior. So there are a couple of ways you can get this uh, worksheet and checklist. You can go to primalpotential.com forward slash sabotage worksheet, right? That's all one word primalpotential.com forward slash sabotage worksheet, or you can text the word sabotage if you're in the US, text the word sabotage to the number 44222. And as I say that, I'm like, I'm wondering how many people right now are like, how do you spell sabotage? So either way, if you go to primalpotential.com forward slash sabotage worksheet, or you text the word sabotage to 44222, it's S-A-B-O-T-A-G-E. S-A-B-O-T-A-G-E. Because when we identify the ways that we sabotage ourselves, and most of us have a few patterns of behavior and we just go to them over and over and over again because they work, then we can take away their power. So many of us get tripped up day after day, week after week, year after year with the same problems and they still have power because we haven't truly identified them. And I want to help you change that. It's kind of like if you went into work every single day and there was some guy hiding behind your office door every single day and he like pops out behind you to scare you every day and every single day you're like ready to pee your pants. You never realize, huh? He's there every day doing the same thing. Like, I should know to expect him. It's like letting that guy scare you every single day. But if you acknowledge, hey, wait a second. So for the last, like, seven months, this weird dude has been standing behind my door, popping out to scare me. Then the next time when you realize that, he, you're just like, okay, he's there, but you're not peeing your pants over it. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what we have to do here with self-sabotage identify, bring conscious awareness to the ways we talk ourselves into sabotage, the way we talk ourselves into getting off track so that it doesn't have that same power. So that's what the worksheet is going to help you do and the checklist to make sure that you're not just doing one piece of it and not the rest because it really is about all of it working together. So definitely get your hands on that either now when we can do it together through this episode or make sure you take the time to do it later. If you don't, you're going to keep getting thrown off by the same things over and over again. How many times have you fallen for I'll start tomorrow, right? Or just this one thing won't hurt. Those are the boogeyman standing behind that door, scaring you every day. It's the same arguments, the same patterns that throw you off and you're not bringing attention to them. So we want to change that. We want to stop getting interrupted by predictable 
self-sabotage patterns. We just have to figure out what they are first. All right. Let's talk about how we talk ourselves into self-sabotage because it doesn't just happen. And I hear this all the time. People are like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even think about it. I don't know what's happening. I don't, I just kind of do it. It's instinctive. I don't know what's going on. And you might not know how you're doing it yet because it's so automatic and it's so habitual that you just, you just don't know but we can bring awareness to it. We can identify those patterns. And when we do that, just like walking up to your door, knowing there's a guy behind it that's going to jump out at you, taking away the power by identifying the pattern. So I want to talk about the five ways we most often talk ourselves into self-sabotage so that we can take away the power of these arguments. And the first one is I'll start tomorrow. How many tomorrows have you committed to? The problem is it's a lie, right? Because we do this one thing and then we feel bad about it. And then it's, oh, it's one more day. And then we're frustrated and we don't want to face what we've done. And so we put it off and we put it off and we put it off. Now, I, I want to address a fundamental issue that can lead to talking yourself into this I'll start tomorrow uh, argument. One of the big issues is either not having goals or not having goals that are ambitious enough, right? Many people will set a goal where they feel like they can afford to take the day off, right? Because they still have time. So for example, if it's the first of the month and you say, I'm going to lose five pounds this month, well, then for the first two, three weeks of the month, you're like, oh, I still have time. You can afford to blow off three quarters of the month because you still have time. And if that is how you know you operate, if you know in the subconscious of your mind, you're thinking, well, I know I have this party coming up, but I mean, it's three weeks away. So what's this one day? I still have three weeks if I just blow this one day. If you know you are using those kinds of arguments with yourself, you've got to change the plan. The other day I was on a webinar with uh, some of my group coaching clients and I was explaining to them that I know this about myself. And so I set goals accordingly. And I set goals that some people, most people, would think are crazy because I understand my personality. I set goals that are stupid ambitious, not because I'm certain that I will achieve them, but because I know that I cannot set a goal where I feel like I have wiggle room, right? Where I feel like I can take a week off and just throw caution to the wind because there's still plenty of time to reach that goal, right? I would phone it in if I felt like I had that margin. It's like a little kid in math class who's really smart, but pays no attention and doesn't do his work. And the teacher's like, yeah, he's not challenged. He's bored, right? That is the way many of us are. If we do not feel challenged, if we don't feel like it requires our effort, then we kind of blow it off. So for me, when I am setting goals, because I know this about myself, I think to myself, all right, what, what is a challenge? Challenge me. I do this to my trainer all the time. I will ask him before a workout, how fast do you think I can do it, right? And then I feel like I have to push myself to exceed that, to pass that bar because I am competitive. And if I feel like I'm not challenged, if it's just like finish the workout, then 
I mean, okay, I'm not necessarily going to bring my highest level of intensity, but if you challenge me, I want to rise to the occasion. Now, that's not everybody's MO, but if it is yours and you're nodding your head and you're like, oh my gosh, me too. If I know that I have three weeks to do this project at work, I'm waiting till I have three days. If you know that about yourself, then you have to structure your goals in your life in a way that accommodates that because otherwise you will keep using this argument of I'll start tomorrow, right? At a bare minimum, even if that's not your MO and you're, you're somebody who doesn't like the ambitious goals because then you think you won't do it so you don't even try, that's totally fair. But at a bare minimum, you need to acknowledge that I'll start tomorrow is not a strategy. It's not a one-time exception. It is a lie you tell yourself to grant permission to indulge, to grant permission to not pursue your goals. At a bare minimum, it is a lie you tell yourself because it works. We are fantastic at convincing ourselves of anything because we know exactly the words and phrases and scenarios to use to get what we want. So at a bare minimum, you must acknowledge that it is not true, it is not a one-time thing, it is not a strategy, it is a lie you tell yourself to grant permission to indulge and not pursue your goals. It is holding you back, right? Knowing that, right? Knowing that you have a tendency to use this argument, I'll start tomorrow. Knowing that you need to expect it, identify, and the worksheet will help you do this, identify the scenarios in which you use that argument and that takes away the power. The second lie we tell ourselves to talk ourselves into self-sabotage is this one little thing doesn't make a difference. This one little thing doesn't make a difference. This cupcake today, this cookie tomorrow, this bottle of wine tonight, it doesn't make a difference. And that's a lie because your body right now is a reflection of all of those times you've said that because you've never said it just once. If you are somebody who uses this particular lie to talk yourselves into self-sabotage, then you know full well that it's just not true. In fact, it does make a difference and your body right now is a reflection of all of those times. And this is really a derivation of I'll start tomorrow because it's saying this moment doesn't count. The little choices are the big choices. Imagine if you had a big project at work, right? And somebody on your team was doing some work for you on this big project. And the day of the big pitch, right? The day of the big event, they bring you the project and it's full of typos and inaccuracies. And you look at them and you're like, what, what the heck? I mean, there's all these little mistakes. And they said, yeah, but those are just the little things. The little, the little things don't matter. It's the big picture. The big picture is based on all of the little details, right? All the little things are what make it a success or a failure. Your body is a reflection of all of the little choices. All you have is the little choices. Every single choice counts. It doesn't mean that every single choice has to be perfect, but there's no such thing as a little thing that doesn't make a difference. Every big thing in our life is a summation of the little things and beyond that. Beyond that, if you want to say, well, the little things don't matter. Well, beyond that, is that strategy working for you? If you're using that argument, oh, it's just one cookie. It doesn't matter. 
Is that working? Are you happy with the way your body looks as a reflection of those little moments? Because I would imagine for most people, even if you want to argue with me that little things do ma- don't matter, the strategy itself doesn't work. And so it's not true. And when you say, oh, this one little thing doesn't make a difference, you are creating a pattern of behavior that will never set you up for success in any arena. Successful people, whether in business or finance or relationships or health or fitness, they know that the little choices are the big choices, that the big wins come from accumulations of little wins. So if you want to be a person of success, if you want to have the health and the standard of health that you want for yourself and for your life, then you have to acknowledge that this one little thing doesn't make a difference is a lie that is holding you back. The third way we talk ourselves into self-sabotage is the pity party. The idea of it's not working anyway, so who cares? It doesn't matter. Think about how crazy that is, that it's not working anyway, so I might as well dot, dot, dot. Think about how crazy that is in the non-weight loss, the non-fat loss context. And I use the example often of playing a piano, but it's any learning any skill, whether it's basketball or piano or anything. Imagine that you sit down to practice and you're like, I'm not getting any better. So the solution to not getting any better is to break the piano or never practice again, right? You're going for a promotion at work and you haven't gotten it yet. It's not working anyway. So you just start calling in sick three days a week. Hmm. And you're likely to get fired, right? You do that and it doesn't work. It's totally counterintuitive. It doesn't even make sense. It's not even logical. I'm going to put in less effort because I haven't gotten the results I want. That is clearly a lie. It's clearly counterintuitive. It's a tool you are using to be self-indulgent. You are manipulating yourself with this argument because the argument itself makes no sense. It's not working anyway, so I might as well eat cookies. The issue is you're frustrated with your lack of progress. So why would your solution be to do something that guarantees you'll never make progress? It is a lie you tell yourself to grant permission to be self-indulgent. And I know because you're here right now, I know you're smarter than that. I know you want more for your life than that. The fourth way we talk ourselves into self-sabotage is with the statement, I can make up for it later. Or I worked out, so I already made up for it. The sort of like, I earned it through X or I'll make up for it through Y, right? But let me ask you this. Is that true? Is it working? When you use that argument, are you using it because the argument is effective and all of a sudden you feel like, oh yeah, it's totally okay to have this ice cream. Oh yeah, it's totally okay to have the third glass of wine. I think that's why you're using the argument, not because it's true. Because if it were true, then it would be effective. And if it was effective, then you wouldn't be sabotaging yourself. You would have the body that you want because you would be using a strategy that works for you. So I think even though just logically it doesn't work. We don't compensate for food choices in that way. Our physiology doesn't work that way. Like, 
oh, well, I had a glass of wine and a bowl of ice cream. So now if I go get on the elliptical machine, my body's just going to know to use that ice cream and that wine. No, because fat loss is hormonal. So you can't compensate for hormonal implications. You know what I mean? So if you eat something that hormonally disallows fat loss, exercising doesn't undo that hormonal instruction you gave yourself via the food, right? Is everybody following me there? Because we think of it as a calorie game. I can make up for it later by either being really, really strict or by working out when the reality is that choice you make creates a certain hormonal environment that you don't undo with the next choice. You don't undo with a workout. So logically, the body doesn't work that way. And then kind of intuitively, that doesn't work as a strategy because you are not making up for it later. You're not saying that to yourself because you're really going to do something to make up for it later. You're saying that to yourself because it grants you permission to indulge. And does that mentality reflect the kind of relationship that you want to have with food? That it's this like, debit and credit kind of relationship. Is that the effortless, non-obsessed relationship that you want to have with food in your body? I don't think so. I don't think so because that is a very exhausting proposition. Anytime you eat, you feel like you have to make up for it. Or anytime you skip a workout, you have to make up for it. Or anytime you do something positive for your, for your health, you now have permission to undo it because you've been good. That is not only not how your body works, it is not a strategy that works, but it's also not going to set you up for the effortless kind of intuitive relationship that you want to have with food. The last way I want to get into that we talk ourselves into self-sabotage is with the argument of, oh, well, I've been so good, right? And so you ruin it? Does that work? Does that work? Do you feel good about it? Does it get you where you want to go? That is like an alcoholic who celebrates a month of sobriety with a booze fest. I've been so good. Well, what does eating have to do with that? What does overindulging have to do with that? They're not even linked. You just use it because it works for you. It works for you in terms of giving you permission. Like, oh yeah, 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 I've been good. So, so now I have ice cream. It doesn't work in terms of getting the results that you want, but it works in terms of giving you permission to indulge in whatever you want. It is a lie you tell yourself, right? And I want you to get this worksheet and checklist because it is going to help you understand how you do this. Because maybe some of these don't really resonate with you. Maybe some of them do. But when you go through this worksheet and checklist, you're really going to define how you do this, how you talk yourself into self-sabotage. And when you do that, it takes away the power. Because the next time that argument pops into your head when you're walking through the grocery store and you see the cookies and you think, just this one time. This one little thing won't hurt. You'll be like, oh, there it is. There it is. This is what I do. Oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. And instantly you have taken away some of its power because it is, it is, not, it is not, not, not sneaking up on you. All right. So I want to give you some examples from this worksheet and checklist from my own life because I know how exhausting it can be, how frustrating it can be, and how it completely erodes your confidence in your ability to change when you feel like, I really want this, but I'm not doing it. I really want this, but I keep 
getting in my own way. I keep sabotaging myself. And there's confusion too. Like what is wrong with me that I set these goals and I always fail to achieve them? That is so frustrating. So I want you to get this worksheet again. You can get it at primalpotential.com forward slash sabotage worksheet or by texting the word sabotage to the number 44222. But I want to take just a minute and go through just one example of how this was true in my life and how I was able to take away its power. So one of the first things that I want you to do is think about the ways you use these arguments. Like what is happening in your life? For me, the most common situation was I was overtired. I was overtired and alone and I was looking for a distraction. So in figuring out like when I do this, how I do this, what it looks like, one of the biggest things I had to look at was what is the environment in my life, in my day when this is happening? What are the situations that often lure me off track? And for me, it was going to the grocery store in the evening because I was bored and looking for something to do. That was usually the environment. I want you to get really clear. And there might be a couple of times, right? But for me, it was always in the evening. I was usually alone. I was usually tired. And oftentimes it was because I was lonely and I was looking for something to bring me pleasure or to entertain me, right? Not like, you know, the talking M&Ms are gonna like come to my house and keep me company, but it was a thing to do. So the first question in this worksheet is what are the situations that often lure me off track? So get really clear, is this a Saturday evening thing? Is this a in the afternoons, in that, in that gap between um, mid-afternoon and dinner time? Whatever it is, get really clear. These situations happen when, for me, again, it was being really tired, being frustrated or lonely or encountering something that I didn't really want to deal with. Now, I had many situations in which I self-sabotaged, but I'm giving you an example. And then I talk myself into counterproductive choices in these situations with the following arguments. My big ones were, I'll start tomorrow and I've been so good. And here's the thing about the way I personally would use the I've been so good argument. <laughs> I would say, you know what, I've been eating so clean so consistently, my body kind of probably needs a break. It would actually probably be good for me to kind of go on a little bit of a, a bender because it would sort of shock my system. Think about how crazy that is. I really need to give my body a break from good nutrition. Like, really? But I use that argument all the time because it worked, right? And so now I know when I get this urge, and it's still I still have the urge, it's just that I understand it so it doesn't have the same power over me, but when I get the urge to go to the grocery store late in the day, like after sunset, when I'm tired, I think this is the beginning of the way I talk myself into self-sabotage. Or when I start to think, oh, my body isn't responding the way I want it to, you know, I could probably use like a night off from this, maybe just to shock my system. Dude, bull, I do not need to give my body a break from moving and eating well, period. And so when I identified the ways that I self-sabotage, I really took away their power. 
So the worksheet walks you through this process. And then the second page is a checklist to make sure that not only have you identified the lies you tell and the situations in which you tell them and the circumstances that lead up to those situations, but also the act of creating an affirmation to uh, overcome that habit, that automation of talking yourself into sabotage with that lie. So for me, it was I'm in control of my choices all the time, whether I'm tired, whether I'm high energy, I am in control of my choices and I'm also in control of my emotions and I choose to honor and value my body every single day. And that is never something that I need to take a break from because it's a gift I give my body every day. It makes me feel my best. So not only did I identify the lies I tell, but then I also created affirmations that reflect the truth I want to live into instead of the lie that I was using to justify. So anyway, I would love for you to get the worksheet. I think that if this information was helpful, if you're nodding your head, if you feel like it's helping you understand the way you talk yourself into sabotage, then this free worksheet and checklist, there's, all you got to do is put in your name and email address. I really think that it can help you make a change here because again, we have to bridge this gap between, oh, that's interesting and oh, I do that and I am going to make a change in my behavior. So you just have to text, if you're in the US, you can text the word sabotage to the number 44222 or you can just go to primalpotential.com forward slash sabotage worksheet. And again, sabotage is spelled S-A-B-O-T-A-G-E. All right, let's wrap up like we normally do with what I ate yesterday. Um, I actually started the day with the maca muffin recipe from Mary the Paleo Chef. I do leave out the maple syrup when I make that. Uh, and then later in the day, I had spaghetti squash with marinara and ground beef, which was amazingly delicious. And then I really wanted pork belly for dinner. And Trader Joe's has a pre-cooked pork belly that is, I think, really, really tasty. So I had a couple of slices of pork belly with some Brussels sprouts and I was a happy, happy, happy camper. So anyway, I hope this episode was helpful for you. If it left you with questions that I haven't touched on, please email me and let me know, elizabeth at primalpotential.com, because I will be focusing on these kinds of topics a lot over the next few weeks because I know that many of us know what we should be doing, but we're getting in our own way. So I'll talk to you guys soon. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a great day. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. <laughs>